0: you're listening to another episode of chris behind the mic hey what's up guys it's chris and welcome back to my podcast chris behind the mic this is already episode five which is so awesome so thank you so much for staying with me and tuning in every week so joining me in studio today i have miranda to discuss a big topic that surrounds us in the world today
1: thanks chris thanks for having me today
0: So one of the biggest challenges that we've faced, especially this past year with the COVID-19 pandemic, is the big struggle of mental health. And so I knew that I wanted to sit down with Miranda to discuss this big issue. And the thing about mental health is it impacts people in so many different ways. And me and Miranda have especially witnessed this within our teenage group. And this past year, of course, has played such a big role in the mental health struggles that the teens have faced. And I don't know about you, Miranda, but being the social people that we are, it was so weird not having any social interaction.
1: For sure, Chris. I knew how hard it was not being able to see family and friends, and that just really took a toll on me, personally.
0: I completely agree with you and I know for me personally I love family gatherings and I love being able to chat with my family and catch up with them and so being stuck indoors is just it was a whole big adjustment and something that I wasn't ready or even used to.
1: Yeah, I know at least we were able to work cuz we are both essential workers so it was really nice to just be able to see my coworkers still even if like they weren't people I was super close with it was still nice to just have that social interaction, you know?
0: And actually, with my two essential jobs, I was very fortunate to have my friends work with me, so I was actually able to sit down with them after my shift and just chat, which I think was so important at that time, because being able to talk to anyone when you're stuck indoors is just so needed. And when we look back at this past year, it's so challenging to find those positive things, right? But I feel like work was one of the biggest things that got me through the pandemic, because I was able to leave my house and get my mind off things during lockdown. Now, of course, as we know it, there was a lot of challenges that we faced during the pandemic. So why don't we talk a little bit about that next?
1: One of them being like the constant struggle of never knowing what's ahead and everything changing all the time. I thought that was really hard for me.
0: No, that was definitely a big adjustment. You didn't know what was coming next. You didn't know what your school schedule looked like. You didn't know when we'd be able to see our friends again. And so just the constant fear of the unknown was definitely a big thing. And with me and Miranda being in grade 12 during the pandemic and within her senior year, I don't know about you, Miranda, but the crazy flip-flops of the school schedule kept me going crazy.
1: Yeah, Chris, I could definitely completely agree with you on that one. I knew it was really hard because I had like 10 days straight of math and then I had to figure out like what I needed for university at the same time and I was just, I was going crazy.
0: I've never been a math lover, but even before COVID, imagine having 10 days of straight math. All those equations, all those math problems, I couldn't even do it. Now, school wasn't all that bad, especially for me and Miranda, because we actually had the opportunity to play big student leadership roles within our school. Now, I want to start with you, Miranda, because you were actually your school's co-president.
1: Yeah, so um, I was my school's co-pres and I just think it was really hard because it was such a weird year and event planning was totally different for all of us and it was something that we've never had to deal with before and even like running different clubs and events, like you just didn't get to see the people that you would normally see.
0: And you are relied on as your school's co-pres to do so much, right? So you want to make sure you put your best foot forward, but with all the precautions put in place because of COVID, it can be so hard to do that. And I was actually in a similar boat. I was a part of my school's student council, and it was definitely really weird not having those in-person events. And we became so used to seeing icons on Zoom calls or seeing your names pop up in Kahoot games, and it just it's so sad to think that we never had any type of interaction.
1: Yeah, for sure. We did a lot of our events through like our, Insta- our school's Instagram account, but th- even that didn't get as much as we normally would.
0: And my school is known for putting on our big events. We have a big dance team that puts on events, and then we have big football games as well. And they're definitely events that our students love, and they're not things that we can put on through a Zoom meeting. And I don't know about you, Miranda, but I've definitely witnessed a lot of mental health within our high schools in particular. And I feel like a lot of high school students don't take this big issue very seriously. And to put that more into perspective into what I'm talking about, I feel like more so nowadays when students go home, for example, because they're not feeling well or they're not in a good state of mind. A lot of people that surround them or the students within the school would treat it like it's some joke and think that they're going home just because they don't want to do school. But especially this past year, many people had to leave or even go home because they were not doing well mental health wise. And I know a lot of students definitely couldn't find the energy to get up every morning to go to school. We're used to that same schedule, five days a week of straight school. And so having that flip-flop and having it be quite the opposite can be a challenge.
1: And for me, even by the end of the day, my butt was sore from sitting in the same chair all day.
0: And we can't forget that we were stuck in classrooms with the same people staring at the same computer every day for two hours. It was split into different quads and different classes every week, but two hours is so long to be stuck in the same class. So on the topic of high school and mental health, I know Miranda, you did a big mental health project that you want to talk a little bit about.
1: Yeah, Chris. So, for my final year um, of leadership, I did a huge group project where we tried to end the stigma around mental health. Uh, so, what we did was we set out a bunch of questions on a Google form for anyone, pretty much anyone in the school board, to answer. Had some couple questions about, like, how can your friends help? How can your teachers help? Like, what do you think isn't being addressed as much? So, what we did with that was we got a bunch of responses back and we wrote them on little, like, sticky notes or cue cards. And then we made this big banner that actually went across the front of the school. And that sa- it said, we are not alone. Um, so we wrote down everyone's responses and just hung it up there. And then for the next couple of weeks, we, we just kept getting emails from teachers saying how important it was for them to read that. And it just turned out to be such an amazing project. And I was so happy to be a part of
0: it. It sounds like such an amazing project, and what I love about it is you realized how much mental health impacts people beyond your school. So you incorporated your whole school board, which I think is so awesome, because many people would only think to incorporate their school. And getting up, walking into the school some mornings was definitely really tough, so I know having that big sign was really encouraging for many students as they read a lot of positive messages. So as high school and university students, it's always our job to be that support system to someone who might be struggling. So right now, I encourage you to reach out to your friends, make a plan, and even chat with them because you never know what they're going through. So for the next segment, we're going to continue talking about mental health, but we're going to look at adults as well and look at many statistics that face them, because again, teenagers face a lot of challenges, but so do adults. So to start off the segment, let's look at some numbers and some statistics. Did you know that 792 million people actually face a mental health illness every year?
1: And that's such a huge number, especially for something that you can't even see that really does affect almost everyone at one point.
0: And it's definitely something that's hidden, because even out on the street, you might see someone. They might seem really happy and really out there and outgoing, but when they get home, they might get really upset, and that's something that we can't see behind closed doors.
1: Yeah, and, like, even in general, like, you have no idea what someone's going through and, like, you don't know what they're feeling on the inside, so, like, it's not your spot to judge them or, like, criticize who they are.
0: And I feel like one of the groups that experience a lot of that criticism or even hate, especially in regards to mental health, is the homeless community. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of people that, for example, they'll drive by a homeless person and immediately they look at what they're wearing or their appearance and not what's going on mentally because they don't know what's happening. And you can never judge someone for what they wear or how they act or even how they look because you don't know if those clothes were donated. You don't know where they come from. And everyone has a story. So instead of driving by a homeless person and maybe following these known stereotypes, ask them how their day's going or see what you can do to help them. Because again, you never know what they're going through mentally. And so it's important for them to realize that they are important and they have a role here on Earth.
1: And Chris, we can't forget about our elderly. I can't imagine how hard it is, especially the, for the ones living in the retirement home who aren't able to see their friends or family or any of the volunteers that would normally come and spend time with them. And they don't even have the ability to like reach out to anyone because they don't have the technology that they can use for that.
0: And this is where we're so fortunate to have our phones and social media because it's so easy for us to reach out to someone when we need it. But the elderly people in those homes don't have that technology to use.
1: And especially during COVID, like they have the same schedule of waking up, eating, going back to your room. Like they just can't leave their area, which I know could be really hard, especially for most people.
0: And we're also fortunate to have some type of interaction, whether that's going to a grocery store, going to a job like me and Miranda. But like Miranda said, they had that same schedule and they were stuck in that room for so long. So I couldn't even imagine mentally how many challenges they faced.
1: Yeah, I know for my grandma, like she doesn't live in a retirement home. She's still at her own house, but it was still really hard for her because my cousins and I would go over multiple times a week and we would just stop in and visit and we weren't able to do that anymore. And I knew that really took a hard turn for her as well.
0: And one of my grandma's friends, she actually moved into a retirement home in 2017 and she always loved going to movie nights and just going out for dinner with her friends. And so again, being stuck in that room was a big challenge for her. So being a supportive person and being that person that someone can go to at any time when they're struggling is very important. And to add on to that, ensuring to always check in on the people that you haven't seen during the pandemic. An example of that would be your grandparents. Okay, so we've covered the many struggles that adults and teens have faced in regards to mental health, but I think it's important with having Miranda here that we open up about some of the challenges that me and Miranda have faced in regards to mental health. So I feel like one of the biggest challenges that I experienced was actually this podcast. Now, of course, this is one of my favorite things to do, but when I started it, I was always scared of what people were going to think. And I remember it all starting with episode one. I had so much fun recording with Tanya in the studio during the episode, but then as soon as I posted everything on social media and prepared to release the episode, I got so nervous that there was going to be a lot of backlash or people were going to say things that were going to upset me, and it did really affect my mental health. But as I look back now, I was looking at so much of the negativity side of things. There was so much positive that I wasn't seeing in the moment. But then through all this, I started to realize that I'm truly doing what I love. Being able to sit with new guests every week to discuss new topics that surround us in the world, but then also being able to interact with my listeners through my plans like episode six, it truly is something that I've dreamed of and that I'm so excited about. Now, Miranda, if you don't mind, why don't you open up about some of the mental health challenges that you feel you have faced in your lifetime?
1: Yeah, for sure, Chris. So I think I'm on the same boat when it comes to you. Like, I'm constantly overthinking everything. I'm worried about, like, my family, my friends. Like, I worry about the way I look, just like like every normal teenager does as well but I feel like what's really gotten me through this is just having like a solid support system I'm um, like even like I have family that I can go to and talk about anything and I have friends that are super supportive of me and they're just so easy to talk to and it just feels like I'm like I have that ability that some people don't have
0: you're exactly right and having that circle of supportive friends is extremely important especially when you're struggling And as you mentioned, Branda, we're all so fortunate to have such amazing supportive friends that surround us because there are a lot of people in the world that are nervous to open up to their friends about a topic like mental health. Which is why I think it's so important that within friendships, you always check up on your friends and you see how they're doing. And if they seem upset, ask them to go out, plan something so that they feel like they're not alone. And to add into that as well, my mom's friend group is a huge example of that. They always work together to better each other and lift each other up, which I think is so important in regards to mental health. They actually just went horseback riding, which I think is so fantastic that they're able to do that. So of course, don't be afraid to have some fun and be impulsive along the way, but also check up on your tribe and be sure that they're doing okay.
1: For sure, Chris, that's a great point. And I know with me, like I always try to see how my friends are doing and catch up with them. Even if I don't have a lot of time, I will always like try to make time just to spend time with them. So I know that so they know that they're not alone and that they have someone to talk to and have someone to share things with.
0: And one of the things that I love is when I scroll through my social media and my Instagram stories and everything like that, I'm really seeing that more people are opening up about mental health and talking about the importance of it. And I think many social media platforms have become a ground for people to share their stories and talk with people, which I think is so awesome that we can turn to social media as a way to help. So before I wrap up episode 5, I wanted to shed some light on a really important organization in regards to mental health. So if you're not aware about the Kids Help Phone, the Kids Help Phone is actually a Canadian charitable organization that provides online and telephone counseling to those who are struggling. And one of the best things about the kids' help phone is their services are offered in both English and French. All you have to do is call the kid's Help phone number, which I will talk about in a bit, and you will be connected to a professional who will discuss with you whatever you are going through and even give you some resources to help you. So there are two ways to get a hold of the kid's Help phone. So if you feel like you are struggling or you are in crisis and in need of support, you can text their crisis reporter at 686-686. 868 And that's not the only way to get in touch with the kids' health phone. You can give them a call at 1-800-868-6868 and speak to one of the counselors that are on the phones 24 hours a day. Always remind yourself that you are not alone and someone is always here to listen. Your story matters. Well, that's a wrap of episode number five. That was such a great episode. Thank you so much for sitting with me, Miranda.
1: And thank you so much, Chris, for having me. It was truly an honor to sit down with you and talk about these mental health problems that we face in society.
0: Now, don't stop listening quite yet. I wanted to mention that I need you, the listeners, for episode number six. So if you haven't seen my Instagram or my social media post, we're going to be talking everything eras. So we're going to be talking about 1950s right up to the 2000s. And I need you, the listeners, to talk about some of your favorite things from your era. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to use your phone and go through and find that voice memos app. Open that up and record a voice memo and talk to me about your favorite memory, as I mentioned, or something you loved about your era. You can then click the share button and send it to me through email. ChrisBehindTheMicPodcast at gmail.com is my email and I will get everything through there. And then your only job is to listen to episode six and try and find your voice feature. So don't be afraid to get involved. This is going to be such a great episode, and I'm so happy I was able to incorporate you, the listeners. But until then, Chris Behind the Mic is signing off. I will see you guys for episode number six. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of my new podcast, Chris Behind the Mic. If you enjoyed, feel free to follow and subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to, as well as feel free to leave a review or rating on the episode.